Welcome back to the League of NBA Pod. It's episode two, season two. Back at it. Regular cast of, regular cast of characters. I'm going to go around the top. We got Zach. Say what's up. What's cracking, man? You already know what the deal is. We got Chris. What's happening? What's up, everybody? Back on the pod again. I'm saying we ain't got the decorations in the background this time. Okay. And of course, <laughs> we got Dre. More decorations. <laughs> What's up, man? Y'all see Bane in the background, man. Lakers in three. Get Gasol about the game, bro. He can't guard his shadow. Y'all know what that is. We'll talk, talk about that a little bit more, but y'all know what that one day, is. One day we got to do a whole Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan pod. Because I see y'all got the, the decorations for it. But, uh, What's the pod going to be about? Man. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. One's the GOAT and one is a GOAT. Yeah, but That's fair. I mean, we gotta, we gotta do a top five all time pod one day. I'm like, that'd be That's fair. That's fair. Cause I know y'all got uh, the Kobe's high. The Kobe's real high. Well, he, he, fuck around, he fuck around be higher, uh, higher for me than he was last time. For what? Fact, Why? Kobe's my top five. So I don't I don't care what you have to say. Examining, examining how hard it was to score in that period. And that boy was still dropping buckets, buckitos, okay. slick ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. All right, but today we're gonna get into some topics. We're gonna introduce some new, some new segments, some reoccur- reoccurring, what was it, reoccurring segments. Uh, yeah, just a new feel to the pod. So I'm excited about that. Um, before we get into that, let's go over the standings, man. Just give a little recap of what's going on right now. Um, so in the Western Conference. As of this date, uh, Lakers are at the top, followed by the Hello. Clippers, Suns, Jazz, oh, 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 oh. Who Blazers. Who's in the third place? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Warriors, Mavericks, Thunder. We got the Spurs, Nuggets, and Kings sitting just outside, but they're still around that, you know, playing around. In the Eastern Conference, we have uh, the Celtics up top. Uh, followed by the Bucks, Sixers, Pacers, Magic, surprisingly, Hornets, surprisingly, Heat, and then the Hawks. We got the Knicks. Hey, yo, Tibbs has been putting in work this year. Uh, the Knicks, Cavs, and the Nets sitting in that relegation or that uh, playing, playing around. <laughs> hey, I was talking to one of my old professors, bro. He said he's been following this whole Knicks saga, saga because he knows that like Knicks fans are real hype right now. But eventually, that realization was set in. He's just waiting for the decline. I, think that's <laughs> I really don't understand why they're so hyped, bro. Like they played a couple lit. hard, but they because they, ha- because they're, they haven't played they haven't played hard in years. At least now they're playing hard, but they're not a good team, bro. Like they're not a playoff you're, you're team. You're right. They're, you're right. They're, Wait, but look, they're playing hard in the East. Playing hard and a little mm. bit of luck can get you can into get the you playing somewhere. games. Yeah. Not the playoffs, but get you to a playing game. And anything can happen in the playing game, depending on who you play. Depending on who you play. I mean, this is right. The Nets being that low, they might smack somebody in the playing game. <laughs> that could get ugly. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, well, I guess we'll talk about that, but go ahead. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. All right, all right. That was a little recap on the standings just to see where we're at. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's do the injuries real quick. There's actually no, like, significant new injuries, I don't think. I mean, did we talk about the Markel? Actually, we didn't talk about the Markel. Yeah, that's pretty significant, bro. That's sad, dude. So Markel's yeah. having a 
don't say breakout season, but he was having a really good season, making another step towards the right direction. Absolutely. And he tore his ACL last week. I forget what day it was, but bro, it's just awful. I mean, I could start with the biggest Markel fan on the pod, which would be Zach. What was your initial initial thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can't well, hear nah, you, I know Chris. Uh, I know Chris likes Markel a lot too. But uh, yeah, man, it just sucks. I mean, hopefully he can bounce back. But I mean, all you can really say is that it sucks. You you, you uh, pray for him. Hope he makes a speedy recovery, and uh, he can get back in the mix with these young point guards that have been taking some kind of. And he was one of them. So yeah. Nah, respectfully, I want him to be great and get healthy. But he wasn't in the <laughs> hey, point guards like. For real? He was no, getting, he was getting no, close. No, I was getting not, London, no, 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 I'm saying, no, I'm saying as far as like Colin Sexton was making a jump. He uh, was making a jump. Okay. Terrors, I mean, not, you know, it was, like, it was a lot of young, it was a lot of young guards kind of. I'm talking about the guards in his step. class or around his class, which I guess technically what they are. Like, what, De'Aaron Fox and them? Yeah, I'm talking about no, the size. I think he was right there. No, I think he was right there with De'Aaron. I think uh, Trey Young. I, I agree. Trey Young is uh, Trey Young is obviously a different level, but, but this this pod doesn't seem to be high on De'Aaron Fox though. Apparently, I like De'Aaron. I, mean, I hate De'Aaron Fox so much, bro. I don't hate him. I'm just not that high. I'm, I'm not. I don't as hate high on him. If that makes sense, he's a like, he's I a hooper, obviously. He's but I don't know. He's a bucket and a dog. I don't know. I don't hate De'Aaron. Dog, I just, but I mean, that, I just I just like Markel. Think about it that way. Yeah, it's, it, there's no hating on Markel. I mean, he's he's, he's an adequate floor general, if if you will, but. I don't think he's in the same series as those gentlemen, but hey, we can agree to disagree. I'll say, I'll say, you, you, you just gotta, what you uh, say, Chris. I was just got to understand it this way, bro. Like this man couldn't play basketball, uh, damn near a year ago. He couldn't play. He, he couldn't shoot. Couldn't do anything. He was mentally Stop. shot, like everything. And for him to be where he where he was, like average, what averaging like what fifteen and seven on a play, on a on a play, on a play on a playoff team, a real playoff team. Yeah. Like that is that's huge, and he was going to just continue to continue to get better and better yeah. and better. Like I obviously you know, pray for the young man's health. I want him. To so be like you could, you could look like you could literally start seeing like the all star potential starting to write itself on the wall if he continued Ooh, to take steps. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm trying to tell you, bro. I know you. I know you. No, have, I know you weren't watching him like uh like everyone else was. No, nah, I'm not. Least, I'm not keen. Uh, on I guess me and Zach. When I was seeing him, no, I wasn't. He doesn't wow me. But go ahead. No, I wasn't saying he was as good as De'Aaron today. I was saying he was making leaps to kind of. Put himself to where like you can start to see him catching up to people. Yeah, and I think just, and I think he definitely that. showed all star potential not for this season, but like to where you could say, what is he, twenty one, twenty two? Yeah, you can, like, seeing, right. you can start seeing the writing yeah, on the wall. At, at twenty four, twenty five, he's back to him being an all star. Like think about I me, mean, a guy like point guards always, uh, kind of a lot of them bloom late. Like if somebody would have wrote the you know the story on Cal Lowry at twenty three. He's he made all NBAs on the tail end, all defense, all stars. He, he almost he might be a Hall of Famer. Now he's and borderline for sure. <laughs> and at twenty three, twenty four, you might have thought he was out the league. Hey, hey, I'll say this, I'll say this. He's a Hall of Famer before Tracy McGrady in my book. But you see how that went. <laughs> We're not gonna get into that today. Anyway, <laughs> bro, you love Kyle Larry for some reason. But go ahead. I don't. I just think it's a blasphemous that guys like Tracy McGrady are in the Hall of Fame. It's crazy. Said, I mean, uh, Kyle Larry's better than Kyrie Irving. There's really nobody else in the, in, the, uh, in the Hall of Fame like Tracy McGrady, oh. to be honest. But yeah, that was gross. But no, no. Real quick, if we move on, I said Kyle Lowry was better than Kyrie Irving. Probably like back when you were in oh, you college. Said, you, you, yeah, you said it when it was, when it was a bad take. 
It still is a bad take. It, it was worse. It was worse back then. It, it was before. It was before Kyrie had no. some bad, some bad performances and stuff like that. No. It was like right off of a championship run. Basically. I think that take is worse now than it would be back then because Cal Larry at yeah. one point was legitimately like All NBA. Now he's like, yeah. when, when Kyrie's on the court, you see. I mean, it's not. Come on, it's not. Close. I like Cal Larry, but when <laughs> Kyrie's on the court, yeah, it never was close to be honest with you. But like Cal Larry's defensive uh, abilities. And his fringe, like, okay offensive abilities, like, you, like... Fringe, okay offensive abilities, wow. Right, he's not a bucket. <laughs> but he he does well in the system. Like, he, you know, he, he worked well within that system. But he's not a bucket. He's not a throw it to Kyle Larry and go get one type thing. But he, he's a good defender. He's a dog. You kind of Apparently, either one of them are. I've seen Kyrie self-destruct in the playoffs, too. So, we're not going to get into that. Uh, you got self-destruct, you got implode. So it's totally different. <laughs> no, no, for, no, for real, for real. Point taken, point taken. Um, so around the league, uh, I will say Bogdan Bogdanovich, that's a new one too. He's out for a little bit. Uh, that's tough. Yeah, that sucks. The Hawks uh, with him on the, uh, on the floor. So the Hawks too are having problems internally. You see the whole John Collins, Trey Young beat. Yeah, yeah that's funny. <laughs> It's not really a beat. They just kind of need to get, you know. You know what that is? Really quick, because I know we kind of going through it, but it's just, it's a James Harden effect, bro. Like, people get tired of seeing somebody, like, just dribble and over-dribble and take a bunch of shots all the time, especially if you got other hoopers on the team. Now, James Harden effect only works when you got a bunch of role players who don't care, but once you start getting good players who can get buckets, like, they want the ball, too. So, yeah. that's how I feel John Collins feels with Trey Young right now. John Collins is a 20 and 10 guy, so, yeah. Also, too, John Collins didn't come to an uh, extension with his team, so he's going to be restricted free agent this summer. So he's got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I think mean, Killian Hayes is out for a little bit if you're onto, like, the whole rookie watch. I mean, he's not really a rookie of the year guy, but didn't shouting he have a him out. Like that? You said what? Wasn't it a hip, like, uh, injury? I think so, yeah. yeah. On ESPN, for some reason, they don't have his specific, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much all the major, like, outs. Everybody else is kind of like day-to-day, so I'm not even about to go through all that. I will ask, though, real quick, though, Zach, what's up with Tobias? Is that just uh, COVID stuff? Yeah, it's my understanding he's still in COVID protocols. Okay, okay. Well, that's a good transition to our first major topic of the day. Um, so, actually, before we do that, so – just so you guys know, going forward, we're going to have different categories. I kind of previewed that at the top. Uh, the categories will be around the league. That's what we'll talk about, like, the news from the last week, what's going on. Uh, we have contenders and pretenders. That's what we talk about, the best teams in the league. We'll go around and talk about uh, contenders. Basically, you're saying good things about whatever team is balling at the top of the league. Pretenders, that's whatever team that's, like, a, supposed to be a good team that's having a rough week. So, you know, the Raptors of the world. It's a little preview. Uh, we have the heat check segment. That's where you shout out a player that's been playing really well this week, uh, a player that's probably off people's radars, or a player that's on people's radars. So it's just, you know, time to get somebody some glory. And then last but not least, we have the scouting report. This is the time for all the hot takes. It's when you make a prediction. Like when Chris said the Suns are going to win the championship at the top of the year. Oh, wait a minute. You sneaking lies. <laughs> so yeah, to make the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's all what that. I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You out here trying to make <laughs> like some fucking Skip Bayless 2.0. But uh, so those will be our categories. So first we have around the league, and the biggest topic in the NBA right now has got to be the COVID situation. 
So uh, I'm going to run through the games that have been postponed already. Uh, on Sunday, or this past Sunday on the 10th, we had the Heat versus Celtics, which was postponed because the Celtics' half their roster is, like, unavailable. Um, we had the Mavs and Pelicans was postponed on Monday the 11th. We have Celtics and Bulls was postponed tonight, which is Tuesday the 12th. Uh, Jazz Warriors was postponed, and the Magic Celtics are postponed for Wednesday. Um, it's a lot of games, a lot of games, uh, a lot of players out. Most of it due to, like, contact tracing, so players that were in the vicinity or had contact with someone else who had COVID. So that's good news that players aren't actually having COVID at a rampant rate. You know, some players like Seth Curry do have COVID, so definitely want to pray for them, get well soon. Uh, just before we go into the actual new rules that they're implementing to, like, combat this, just any kind of takes you have on just the amount of games postponed. Anybody have, like, a, a view on that? I'll just say it was predictable. Yeah. Yeah. I think Adam Silver said that they had planned for games to be postponed within, like, the way they scheduled. So, I mean, it's not like it's, like, out of the blue, you know? So. Uh, but with that, so, basically, the Board of Governors had a meeting – they already had one meeting, but I think they had another meeting today, actually. And so I'm going to run through all of the new rules that will be in effect, uh, I think, immediately, actually. So it's a long list, so just bear with me. Uh, so pregame locker room meetings can now only be up to 10 minutes for the next two weeks. All other meetings must be on the floor, the, uh, you know, the gym floor, while players are socially distanced six feet apart. Mandatory increase in – our masks are now mandatory for every player on the bench at all times. Uh, the only exception is during cool down periods, they have like chairs. So like when you first get out of the game, there's like chairs at the end of the bench, uh, which are 12 feet away from the bench. And each chair is six feet apart. Players are allowed to sit there without a mask on when they immediately check out, but then they must go back to the bench and put a mask on. Uh, players are now only allowed to, Fist bump or elbow bump when socializing with the other team before or after games. So no more Lonzo, Lamelo hugs and pictures before games and afterwards. Uh, physical therapy and massages before games must happen in large open spaces. Players are not allowed to arrive at the arenas for more than three hours before the game. Uh, on planes, teams now mimic seating charts according to seating charts on the benches during games. Any person who regularly enters the home of a player must be COVID tested at least twice a week. At home, players and team staff must remain at their residence except to attend team-related uh, events. On the road, players and staff are no longer allowed to have uh, are no longer allowed to leave their hotel room for non-team-related activities. Um, visitors are no longer allowed in the hotel rooms. Previously, two guests were allowed per person. Uh, according to GMs, this was the biggest reason for the contact tracing issues. Like, that was, like, with the Celtics, I think that that was the biggest issue with, like, Jason Tatum and all of them, which is people coming in the hotel rooms, so according to, like, GMs. Also, too, on the road, uh, previously, each team or the whole league had, like, set up certain restaurants in each city that teams were allowed to eat at. That's no longer the case. They're not allowed to leave the hotel for that anymore, so they have to have meals brought to the hotel, I think. Um, players and staff must wear masks when around anyone who isn't a part of their household. So if they don't live with you, you have to have a mask on to be around them. Uh, and in practices, players must wear masks when doing strength and conditioning. That's a long list of things. Uh, I'm going to go down to Dre. 
what's your initial reaction to like <laughs> these new rules? I think it's admirable, uh, but I don't think it's really tangible. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it makes sense to, you know, I guess strengthen the protocols because, you know, it is getting kind of egregious. You had Doc Rivers sitting, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid in protest of, you know, playing with only, you know, eight players and things like that because of COVID and tracing and things like that. Um, but at the same time, you can't really can't mandate people and what they do in their homes or leaving or anything like that. I think there are very strong suggestions uh, for things yeah. that are outside of the practice facility and team-mandated activities. Anything where you go into your home or even a hotel, they, these are strong suggestions, uh, more so than mandates. And I think they will help if adhered to, but I don't think NBA players, especially younger guys who are like hitting the road and doing their thing, we all know what that means, will adhere to these policies. So find some workarounds to kind of do what they need to do. So, what about you, Chris? What are your initial reactions to this? They're very extreme. I get. I mean, like Dre said, this is, what's, what's the word you use? Admirable. I mean, it makes sense to strengthen them, but it's just extreme to me. Like a couple of the ones that you were talking about. Uh, if you live with the person, you have to get what was it? Two. You have to have two tests a week. Mm-hmm. Live with them. Uh, I just. That's not even necessarily on the player at that point, especially if they're on like a road trip. It's just, it, I don't know, they seem very extreme and not, they don't seem possible to, to enforce. I think the biggest thing with that too is like people with kids. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I can see getting like your wife getting tested. I mean, especially if it's not like the up your nose. Like, I know they have more less invasive tests these days mm-hmm. but getting your kids tested twice a week that's a whole hassle right there yeah it is um oh, yeah. and like bro who's really at people's houses like, <laughs> like, pull up. like how are they gonna enforce that and if they don't if if that if the family doesn't get the test you're finding the player like what is what's the route for that i don't know i don't know Unless they're providing those medical professionals like on site or on hand, then it's really like it's inefficient at that point. It's almost more efficient and more cost effective. You just mandate the vaccines and just expedite it to the place. They are, they are. They just uh they legally don't have the ability to get the vaccines yet. That's the biggest problem. Uh, Just because like there's a whole like waiting, you know, there's an order. Frontline workers, educators, things like that. Yeah. Uh so which totally makes sense, but at the same time, like you spend way more money trying to restrict something rather than just kind of putting your ear to the table, throwing a couple meals to the CDC, saying, "Hey, you know, what I'm saying, you know, make, make sure my people get taken up, take care of as soon as possible," type thing. But you know, we get it, you know, morality and rules and whatnot. No, for sure, Zach. You got any thoughts real quick before I move on to the next little bit about this COVID thing? No, y'all basically covered it. I agree. <laughs> but, uh, so I was listening to Adrian Wojnarowski, and he was basically explaining why the league is going to go ahead and push forward and not like cancel the season. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, especially like NBA influencers, like NBA Twitter people, kind of criticizing the league for like not just canceling the season. But according to them, when they first came back to start the season, they had like a whole over a hundred positive cases. You know what I'm saying? Because it was really rampant. So basically, by continuing the season. It, I mean, it keeps the cases down. And they know if they, like, stop the season, there's no way they could ever come back. Because, I mean, I mean, if you think it's bad now, wait till people have no restrictions at all. 
So it's kind of like if you're going to try to play this year at all, you can't stop now. Like you're in the middle of it. I mean, it's going to get better with the vaccines and stuff. So you kind of just have to like push through. And I guess there's only four teams that have had a significant amount of COVID issues. Like you look at like the Lakers, the Bucks, like uh, the Pelicans. These are teams that don't have really any issues for real. It's really just like the Celtics, the Mavericks, Wizards, Sixers, only a couple teams. So we're just trying to like keep it contained, I guess, is, is the right word for it. Um, also, too, I mean, people have made the argument that like it sucks, but honestly, the players are some of the safest people in the country with these restrictions. Like low key, they're safer than you or me right now. So, I mean, I can see why the league is willing to try to push through it. Um, I don't know if you guys had any reaction to that before we move on. Nope. All right. All right. All right. All right. Speaking of COVID, this is where we get you know to the juicy, the juicy stories, the salacious events. You know, what I mean, what you're here to see, uh, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. You know, what I'm saying topic of the week. Uh, I seen national media's been kind of avoiding it. I seen Stephen A. Smith talking about we're peons, we're pawns. We're not allowed to talk about it, so we're not going to talk about it. Uh, Kyrie Irving has not shown up to work in over a week. You or me? Our job, I feel like we'd be fired by now. But, you know, Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving. He's a special human being. So, uh, basically, after the crazy event with the domestic terrorists at the Capitol, which that's a whole other story, crazy, uh, Kyrie Irving has decided, whether because of that or for some other reason, to not show up for work for personal issues, personal reasons. Um, up until, I think, was it this weekend? Even Steve Nash had not had contact with Kyrie Irving or the GMs. He had contacted the team members. So there's that. Um, and then recently, there has been a video that has been floated out. If you look on Twitter, I'm sure you will see it. Of Kyrie Irving at his sister Asia's 30th birthday party. Probably about 20, 25 people in the room. Uh, yeah, it was at New Jersey Club. And according to the league, the, uh, they are investigating the incident if they find Kyrie Irving has violated uh, NBA rules, he will uh, be fined one seventy-second of his salary per game. So that comes out to about $410,000 per game. He's already said he's going to miss the next three games. So he's going to be missing. <laughs> Bro, this brother makes $410,000 per game. My God. Anyway, go ahead. So he'll be giving up close to $1.5 million over this next week for uh, his uh, activities. So I mean, well, imagine making $1.5 <laughs> million in a week. But that's great. All right, go ahead. So, so basically, she had a $1.5 million birthday party. That's, that's insane. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. That was just kind of the whole spill on it. But uh, we'll go around the top, we'll go around the top. Just your thoughts on the whole Kyrie Irving situation. How should we view this situation? How should we cover it? Should we even be talking about it? Zach, let's start with you at the top. At the top, yeah, man. I mean, I feel like it's just uh, it's just Kyrie, man. Like, like I mean, it was it was bound to happen sooner or later. So I mean, it's just he should be at work. He's skipping work. I mean, really nothing to say. Like, it's right there in front of you. He's not going to work. Like, well, like what can you say? But I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what's up with bro. He's been a weirdo for going on like five, six years now. Uh, yeah, whatever, man. Pray for him. <laughs> all right, all right, Chris. What's going on with Kyrie, man? Well, like, I almost don't even want to get into it until all the information. We see what's up. Yeah, just because, like, just like Zach said, this isn't 
when we heard the news, were 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 any of us surprised, or were we just like, oh, Kyrie back at it again? Like, I feel like even the media is almost like, oh, he's back at it again. Let's just leave it alone until the full information comes out before he makes another situation again with us. I, I don't know, man. Uh, you brought up the the capital. I hope I hope that's not. I I actually almost hope it's more it's, it's strictly like family stuff more so than. He decided to like boycott the, his league bro. because of bro. To the point, I think on that real quick. I think that's the main reason people are not really like trying to talk about it too much because like they're saying like, I mean, if there's something really happened in his family, mm-hmm. like right. you don't know, like the a hole that like grilled yeah. Kyrie Irving and like somebody died. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No, shocker, shocker. And, and I really believe I will say this though. I believe Kyrie is almost like a social experiment. He wants that. He wants that aha gotcha moment. Like, you criticize me and my all my kids just died. You just know that. I'm going through it. It's like, like no, nah, he he want I'm telling Kyrie still like the type of guy who wants that gotcha moment with the media and wants to try to flip everybody on the media. Like, see, they don't care. They're heartless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chris, I'll let you finish up. What are you about to say? Uh like like I said, I don't I don't know, man. He He's just like Zach said. He's just he's his own person. I ain't gonna say the weirdo. He's he's just his own person, uh, and he's gonna do whatever the hell he wants. I wonder what Kevin Durant's thinking about it. That's 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 what I, that'd be interesting to hear if, if how he feels about it. If he knows why he's been, uh, not been at games or not even been around. If not, he has to know. Does he? Steve Nash didn't know. Well, I feel like. We know Kyrie's relationship with Steve Nash is already questionable based when he said we didn't need Steve yeah, but they Nash. Picked, so but, I mean, I mean, yeah, but they basically picked him. <laughs> I mean, did they? He wouldn't be there if they, he wouldn't be there if they didn't want him to be. But Kyrie didn't like he didn't want to coach. That's basically what he said. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Dre, what are your thoughts? <laughs> what you've all been waiting to hear, right? No. Um, honestly, okay, there's, there's part of me that's like you can't really speak on a man's agenda until you figure out the full scope. Yeah. So I don't like to deal in gossip and I don't want to speculate on what could be possibly going on with this brother. There's another part of me that is big on accountability. So as a man, uh, in that same vein, you got to let the appropriate parties know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? If it's not the first day, then at least within the next three to five days, like you can't have this ongoing cloud over the head. Like, you know what I'm saying? You putting Steve Nash and your teammates in a tough position because it's above basketball now. Now it's just about the Kyrie show. So regardless, they win, lose, or drop. But how's Kyrie doing it? When is he coming back and things like that? So kind of, you know, give Steve Nash the heads up, be transparent. And Steve Nash should be like, you know, he's dealing with some private issues. You know, we've communicated. He'll be back, you know, in a few weeks. or So whatever the case may be, like, you know what I'm saying? Just take care of your business. Do enough to CYA, which is a professional term for a cubby OS. So do enough to where, you know, you have the full scope. People are knowledgeable about the situation who need to know. And then move on about your business. I'm not going to speculate about what it is. We know Kyrie, as Chris said, is his own man. Um, but at the same time, just be accountable. You know what I'm saying? Just say what's going on. Be upright. Be forward. But we know he's kind of – he does his own thing. Um, but you, at some point, you got to be accountable, bro. Like, you can't just miss a week of work and be like, hey, it is what it is type thing, you know. But whatever's going on, I pray the brother's uh, mental and physical health is, you know, top tier and everything goes well with him and his family. So, No doubt, no doubt. I think – I think – just as an NBA player who you get paid to entertain, you know what I'm saying? So I tend to compare NBA players to, like, music artists, right? Yeah. So, like, what, what if music artists cancel all their show dates and stuff like that? 
what do they usually do? They give a reason for it because okay. there's money involved. It affects more than just them. Like the road managers, like everybody is making money because they agreed to do this with you. So you just got to put out like a statement, something, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think not that the fans are owed anything, but just a little something would be nice and professional considering the fact that people basically pay for you to have this amazing living playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. There's that. And then obviously the whole thing with his team. I disagree with you on that one, man. Okay. uh, but I, I agree more so with, with Dre on it, where, like, you don't owe the fans or you, you don't even have to give them anything. But somebody should know that can speak on your behalf while you're not there. So if he would have told Steve Nash and Steve, like Dre said, Steve could have came out and said he's dealing with private things. And that's the end of it. And that's all we're going to say. He'll be back when he's ready or when, he, when he's Steve available. did say that, though. He's talked to Steve Nash already now. It's just was like the first five days. Yeah, you got to it off real because you like because like if you don't nip it in the bud originally. It already okay. There's always this weird interview between him and Steve Nash, anyway. When he said it's gonna be a collaborative coaching effort when he was <laughs> so now, uh, when Karis Levert is talking to the media and saying, Yeah, he's already texted the group, and Steve Nash, like, Hey, he ain't text me, so I don't know what's going on. It puts another strange rift on the hierarchy of who really runs the team. So it's like a weird power trip that doesn't need to be there if he just nips it in the bud and be accountable. The same text message you sent to the group message. Send it to your uh, head coach so that everyone is on one accord about what's going on. And like to my point, I don't want to say that. I was trying to say he owes the fans anything. I was just saying, as a professional, I think it is a nice touch to just like put out a statement, even if it's just saying like we have personal issues going on. Even you don't have to put a statement. Your team, every player on that level has a team. They have PR people. They have you know what I mean. They have guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Someone on Kyrie's level, I'll put Kyrie in the same category as LeBron's, Durant's stuff, not based on skill, but just based on, like, star power, and he's a mover and shaker. Every last one of them would have put out a statement just saying, like, whatever. And not only – I mean, obviously, when you tell your coaches, they can put say something that will take the pressure off, like, you know, the media asking people's questions. But if Kyrie put out a statement, the media would feel nasty asking Durant, like, to speak for Kyrie. It would feel nasty asking Karis Avert to speak for Kyrie. That's my only thing. Uh that's one thing. Now, the whole, like, uh, party thing while he's been away, that's totally different. So I'm going to read Richard Jefferson's take on it, former teammate, a guy who's actually been defending Kyrie pretty uh, hard this whole time until, I think, yesterday when he said this. Uh, just the optics. While Kyrie might not care about the optics, the logo, they do care about the optics, especially with what's going on in the world. You look at players. Like, you talk about being personally affected by this. Carl Anthony Towns. So now all of a sudden, Kyrie is at a birthday party. Then he steps out on the court. Uh, if the video is recent, it's like, a, I don't know. He's talking weird, whatever. But how can Carl Anthony Towns look at the guy, Kyrie, when I've lost my mom and my dad has been sick, and I see you at birthday parties? You don't care about anybody else other than your family, your circle, and what you're trying to do. It just comes across as very selfish if this is true. That's a whole other thing, because, like, if he comes back to play basketball after, like, blatantly being at a party, it is kind of nasty with other guys who you're affecting. I don't know. What are are your takes on the whole, like, being away at the party thing? Like, basically the whole James Harden experience. You think that people shouldn't read into that or it's just whatever? Or I'm going to say my stuff real quick. Richard Jefferson needs to stop, like, gossiping, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And that's just how I feel. Like, you really don't know the full scope, like, of what's going on. Like, who's going to miss their sister's 30th birthday party? You know what I'm saying? 
And I understand NBA guidelines and things like that and things. But, like, bro, if you go, you go. Like, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You no, know, but, like, oh, I'm going to – I don't want to subject my teammates. Like, everyone is doing a workaround. The only thing is that he got caught. Like, I think everyone has been in that situation. Everyone has seen some strippers. Everyone is out there kicking it. You know I, I, I disagree strongly. But, okay, continue. So? No, I don't – I think actually a lot of players are actually following the rules, bro. LeBron wants a strip club tonight in Houston. Tonight. Who? Tonight. LeBron. He's not, though, because guess what? LeBron's the strip club right now. The team he's playing with against will be reporting him. <laughs> they have spies out there, bro. <laughs> I don't, I don't they would get him out for a week. Easy. You don't think Chris Paul will be calling and reporting players that are cheating? <laughs> I know Chris Paul has scouts on every city. <laughs> bro, what I'm saying is they are kicking it. Like, I feel like they're not, though. Doing their own stuff. Like, bro, you really think James Harden in a, in a crib chilling? Yes, James actually. James bro, you can't – James Harden can't go anywhere without being seen. People have oh. phones everywhere. He don't care, bro. All right, go ahead. We we getting off into some other stuff, but yeah, no. Nah, LeBron James is six foot eight, bro. He cannot go to the club and not be seen. It was a joke about LeBron, bro. I'm sorry, you you <laughs> made it severely unfunny. I was gonna say he was gonna Facetime Savannah while he there and show it up, but you know it was it was too. <laughs> James Harden six six, bro. I'm just saying these dudes are definitely not out at the club. Bro, they definitely okay. Go ahead. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah, real, real quick, I don't think most people. I th- I'm honestly. I think most of them are staying home. I mean, you're rich. You have a nice house. It's not like staying home. Staying home in their predicament is not that bad. Like, it comes with making millions of dollars. And not to mention, most places, most exciting stuff is not open anyway. So, I think most of these guys are staying home. I disagree with you, Dre. Like, Everything in Texas is open. And I'm just saying it because I live here. No, Texas, yeah. yeah but other you, bro, you did York? this in New Jersey, bro. That was a private party that they, like, bought the space out. You know what I'm saying? Like, New York is definitely shut down. I can tell you. New York, L.A., Florida's probably not shut down. But. Texas definitely isn't shut down. That's all, that's all I can attest to is that nothing has changed here. Like, I don't know what a quarantine, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, I don't know what that is because I have not seen that here. I'm going to say this too, though, bro. Like, honestly, I get everybody's going to have fun and stuff like that, but, like, people are actually dying because of COVID. Like, it's really not a joke. Like, honestly, like, nobody should be doing that. Not, not just NBA guys, to be real with you. Like, like for real. Like, <laughs> I'm saying, we have somebody on the pod who's lost people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, it's just really not, like, a game. And I just think for someone like Kyrie, who I know for a fact is someone who thinks a lot about, like, other people. He's given over a million dollars for COVID relief in New York. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like it was just a misjudgment on his part, even though it's his sister's birthday. But, like, guys like Caruso missed his sister's wedding. I mean, bro, come on. It's a birthday. I'm not Say doing that, happy bro. birthday. I'm not doing that, but whatever. Like, I, I mean, to each his own. Like I said, every man is not expected to be uniform. And everyone's making their own, I mean, like these, you know, synonymous, you know, uh, decisions together. Like, no one's going to be uniform in how they interact or do certain things. I do think the majority of the NBA is trying to adhere to the guidelines until the vaccine comes. But all it takes is one. And I feel like in every city and every team, there's been a guy who's had some private, you know, you know, interactions or a few small uh, group gatherings with people that they think are safe. You know, we we around your family. Like, we used to Thanksgiving if you went to Thanksgiving or if you did, like, a family venture. But the most part, I mean, you had some masks on and stuff, but you was pretty free with the things that you were doing. And I just think that was an instance where Kyrie was kind of doing the same. But just my opinion. I don't know. I can't speculate because I'm not in that brother's mind. So, I don't know. I don't know. No, no doubt. No doubt. Is anybody have anything to say if we move on? Yeah. All right. We're good. All right. Uh... So then, next subject is contenders and pretenders. So basically, we're going to talk about the best teams in the league. 
no scrub teams. I don't hear nothing about the Cavs, the Hawks, the Hornets. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear about the Sacramento Kings and whatever there's, you think about De'Aaron Fox. There's one contender and everybody else is a pretender. What are you talking about? All right, all right. I get that, but we're basically talking about the best teams. All right, so <laughs> with that being said, I'm going to go around the table and just tell me who your contender is, and we'll see, you know what I'm saying, what team to talk about first. So me personally, you know, I'm going to talk about the Bucks first week of this, of this episode, this uh, category. Uh, Zach, who do you want to talk about? I'll talk about the uh, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to let you slide this time, but come on. Uh, <laughs> Chris, Lakers, obviously. And then Dre, Lakers. All right, we already knew that. Let's go ahead and talk about the Lakers, man. Uh, Lakers fans, just, just give me uh, a little synopsis of what's going on in L.A. Start with you, Dre. Yo, I mean, I know what it is, man. Clearly the best team in the league, honestly. Uh, minus, you know, Gasol, slow foot. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Slew footed, you know, two left feet. I can't go on my shadow. He's getting worked. Like he don't bring everybody. nothing to the table. What? Man. <laughs> acting like he brings nothing to the table. Bro, I'm not saying much. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, he's an excellent passer. Offensively, it's a it's he's a dropping dime. It's a dime. <laughs> I could have swore this was Dre take. Cool. All right. So, anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. Continue. He, he dropping them dimes, and, like, he's hitting the occasional three. Uh, not even a, you know, decent clip. It's a, it's a okay clip. It's not even a decent clip. Um, just, just the visuals of it. Um, and yeah, he's getting bullied on defense. Like, and I didn't even like the fact that somebody's like bagging them down, but if he attempts to do a closeout, it's the most disgusting thing you would ever watch in your life, bro. If you try to look at him, go to a three point line to close out, it's awful. You can even have a head nod and go around him. Like it's a, a matter door or something like that. It is terrible to watch. Like he's awful. So salute footed. Like, unless he's going to get somebody who's uh, Rudy Gobert. That's the only th- person I th- think he can go out at this point who's never going to take a jump shot. So, anyway, get Gasol up out of there. Get him up out of there. All right. Get you know, him up so out of there? It's back. Caruso is back. We'll consider <laughs> a trade talk with Caruso. Giannis, Donkic, <laughs> Steph. Who else? You know what I'm saying? And, and maybe, you know what I'm saying, Embiid and Simmons. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll consider it. We'll put them on the table for those uh, answers. <laughs> Caruso's got his back. Yeah, I see THT doing this thing, man. He making everybody else expendable, including Brian. You feel me? Now, LeBron look crazy, too, man. He, he looks like he hasn't regressed at all. That brother's a monster. <laughs> and AD is soft as Charmin per usual, refuses to play the five. And every time that he reaches down to tie his shoe, he has another injury. So, <laughs> well, it's kind of crazy every game. <laughs> thus far. You feel me? Every game. So, yeah. Uh, it's sad when LeBron, the oldest person on your team, plays more than your future, uh, you know, stud, which is Anthony Davis. I'll be sad. If we don't pair him with the right person, this is just like a hot take, if you will. And, like, once LeBron retires, we're going to be in trouble, in serious trouble, honestly. Um, so, probably <laughs> like a four or five seed. If we don't have, like, a dog that goes along with AD. Like, not a normal person, like a dog superstar. Not an all-star, a dog superstar. Otherwise, it gets pretty scary for the Lakers. Chris, what's going on with L.A., bro? What do you have to say to that? What's Get Gasol up out of there. Are really a Lakers fan? He said one good thing. Everything, <laughs> everything else is criticize, criticize, criticize. You nitpick, you nitpick like you didn't like you nitpicked last year. Like we didn't win the championship. You nitpick because he wants a dynasty, though. Bro. He you know what I'm saying? You feel me? Last year, one chip, baby. Last year, he convinced himself that we were going to baby. He convinced, well, baby, us, he convinced himself last year we weren't even going to get there. And now what happened? Number four. Listen, man. 
I'm not nearly as down on Gasol as you are. Obviously, he struggles on defense, but there are like like who was who was talking about the bigs in the West? That was you. You were talking about all these damn bigs in the West. Yeah. So he can match up against plenty of those bigs, and he still provides enough on offense to counteract any defensive problems. And he's bro, he's still highly intelligent. IQ does not go anywhere. I'm willing to take that IQ in the playoffs. It's gonna come through. So don't 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 sleep on that. Secondly, well, he's cool for 14 to 16 minutes at a time. Go ahead. That's what he plays right. That's what he's playing right now. He's only after yeah. like what, 20 minutes. And then we get abused by Montrez Hero when he tries to block any shot. Continue. Go ahead. <laughs> Montrez is a whole different story, though. That's a whole different discussion. <laughs> We still got LeBron. We still got AD. I'm stupid excited for THT. Like, bro, potential looks great. That wingspan is just crazy. He's, I'm talking, he's snatching niggas. He's snatching balls out of niggas' hands like Kawhi. That shit is crazy. Who's all right, he, all right. Who they, <laughs> they play the other day? Oh, he had him on the three-point line. He just said, he just took it from him straight up. Literally just palmed the ball straight out of his hand. Yo, him and Bang on somebody. Shit's crazy. Yeah. He looks really, he looks really nice. Uh, you know, Wes Matthews is still hitting threes at a, at, at a decent clip, even though he looks like a, a washing machine everywhere else. <laughs> I know, you know, I know, and I know Dre was worried about, you know, bigger wing defenders, but I still think we're fine, bro. I think at this point we're nitpicking about the best team in the league by far. That's really what I think. Like, yes, there, you, if you look close enough, there is a weakness, but bro, I'm, I'm not worried at all. And I, and I wasn't joking early when I said that everyone else is pretenders because I don't think any other – I don't see any other team competing with them. Maybe the Bucks, Maybe. But that really depends on the, consist- the consistency of their two and their three options. The Bucks, the Bucks issue I don't think is competing with the Lakers. I feel like there's other teams more positioned to beat them in the, in the East. You know what I mean? Like, they just have to get there. When they get there – that means they're playing well, and it'll be a very, very, very good finals if they get there. You know what I'm saying? But no, I agree, bro. Look, look, Lakers look nice, bro. They look nice. They look nice. Tht Zach Zach called out Tht like a year ago, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, like they I look did. good. I think Gasol, bro, you gotta chill, bro. Gasol's gonna be good when you play Jokic. Trust me, he's gonna be good when you play Jokic. He's not real he's jumpy. Gonna be good in the playoffs. Period. Period. You thought you thought Dwight and Javale were great. That's what He's better than them. We have a, we have another hall of a hall, another hall of famer here, former defensive player of the year. Okay, look, pick and roll coverage and guard. Look, pick and roll coverage. <laughs> if he's getting killed, eight, he's playing the five anyways. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares, bro? Okay, when Gasol gets in foul trouble like he typically does at the last, I mean, three weeks. Guess who we putting in? Markeith Morris, who can't guard a fly. All he do is foul people when they go to the hole and be a tough guy. And we have Montrez Hero. Marquis shouldn't play, bro. He says I only play offense. I refuse to play defense. So <laughs> that's, that's we gotta outscore the other team at that point. But we don't have a true center because A D is a I ain't gonna say that. A D refuses to play the five, which very much frustrates me because it opens up the Lakers so much. So I already know in the playoffs. If he chooses to play the five and might get a dog in them at some point, we're fine. I have no worries. But it's like pristine refusal to play the five just throws me off so much. I don't feel like he got that if in him. It hurt my heart, bro. It hurt my heart. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, we'll definitely talk about the Lakers more going forward. Uh, I can't wait to see them play some more, like, you know, Eastern Conference teams. I want to see them match up with teams like, you know, teams with wings. You know what I'm saying? Like the Celtics. I want to see, like, who's guarding who. How that goes. Uh, they play against the Sixers. That'll be very interesting. 
with Joel. Joel's having a crazy year this year. It won't. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, Zach, who, who was your team again? The Warriors. Bay Area. All right, go ahead. Why Why are we talking about the Warriors in this contender section? Please explain to me. Don't act like you're not a Wiggins apologist just like he is. I don't apologize for anything. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're playing, they're playing incredible basketball. Not incredible. They're playing better basketball than they were. <laughs> and they're and they're trending <laughs> upwards, man. Curry That's a high 60, standard. <laughs> Curry has 60 the other day. Uh, their net rating... Draymond Green and Curry on the court without Oubre is like plus seven point two. And no, and no. Honestly, I just think the Warriors are—they're not a true contender, but I think they'll finish uh, in the top half of the West. I think they'll be like four or five at worst. They'll be four or five range. Uh, Curry's a monster. Wiggins is looking great. Uh, he's a top five uh, isolation defender in the NBA. He's a top five isolation scorer in the NBA, shooting 41% from three. Uh, yeah, Wiseman's looking like the rookie of the year. <laughs> wow. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, shout out the Warriors. I'm not going to go on too much more. That's all I got to shout us, but uh, we're doing good. That's my uh, Western Conference team. So, yeah. Hey, I will say real quick. Wiggins is top five the ISO scoring. Kind of crazy. A high, a high, high attempt rate. <laughs> we about to say something, Chris? I feel like you're about to say something. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem with his with his overall, uh, I guess, prediction where they're gonna be at right now. They're in the six. They're about where Portland is at, and that's their that to me that's their ceiling. Without Clay Thompson, that's their ceiling. Is where Portland Portland and Golden State are pretty close to the same spot right now. That's why you go get hard, but I'll say that for my hot take later on. <laughs> man, man, we should do a whole man, trade for the Warriors that Minnesota pick. I can't get mad at the facts. He is, uh, Wiggins is in, is in a, is high ISO percentage right now. That's great, I guess. Wiseman does look good, but I mean, good. they're not a contender. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I think I think we got we just gotta we gotta just keep looking at it. We'll see what they do. They have a lot of good picks. We'll see what they do with that. Uh, and, you know, say we'll, we'll keep an eye on them. You know, whatever. Uh, my team, of course, Milwaukee. Uh, if you look at the top five uh, lineups in the league, of course, they're all starting lineups. But number one is the Clippers, plus thirty with their starting lineup, which is crazy. Uh, the Bucks, number two, plus twenty three. Lakers, number three, plus twenty two. Uh, Hawks are plus twenty two, and then. Was it the Sixers or plus sixteen? So the Bucks offensive or the Bucks starting lineup has been very good this year. Offensively, they have an offensive net rating of one hundred eighteen points per one hundred possessions, which is the best in NBA history. Last year, the Mavericks set the record at one fifteen, so that's a little historical precedent. Obviously, we're early. We're early. Chris Middleton is shooting like sixty percent true shooting. Uh, he's shooting sixty percent from mid range. He's on fire right now. <laughs> uh, Giannis is playing not great, and they're still crazy on offense right now. I'm talking what I would about say lethal. is one team that I ain't really trying to hear the advanced metric song is the <laughs> – I'll, no, I'll, 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 I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I will say the biggest problem with the Bucks, and correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, is that in the playoffs, their offense does what? Completely stalls out. It stagnates. It's Giannis dribbling at the top of the key. Huh? Because Giannis can't make an outside shot, and in the past you didn't have another bucket getter. So right now you're hoping 
that Drew Holiday can be that other guy. Have you I'm watched the Bucks this year? Middleton to uh, to fix Giannis's problem because Giannis didn't fix the problem on his own. Have you watched the Bucks this year? Is he shooting? He's not on the perimeter. Oh my God! That Did somebody talk to Bud? But that doesn't huh? change the fact. No, he's in the dunker spot, bro. Like no, literally, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are handling the ball. I hear what wow. you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but that does not change the fact that your best player can't make an outside shot. And then I the get that. I get that. You wanted Chris Middleton to to lead you to the promised land as being that shot maker, and it didn't happen. So right now, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Combination Chris Chris and Drew gets it done. Can you win a championship with a big man being your best player in the NBA? Basically, you're saying no, right? No, that's not what I'm saying. Because Giannis is a center. He's a center. The other, the other two, the other, actually, the other three best bigs in the league can all shoot at least better than he can, or at least they'll take it or get respected more. Jokic can shoot. Anthony Davis. I know you're gonna say Joel and B because him and Giannis have identical numbers. Identical numbers. I've done that. Who who, who (laughs) I respect more, honestly, shooting the ball. Like, be be real. I get the. I'm trying to tell you, bro. How many games I watched Joel and B shoot the Sixers out of games? (laughs) Are you? Are you? Are we about to go there? I don't think I've seen. I've never shot us out of games. I've never. I've never seen Giannis shoot the bucks out of games from threes or Joel. Like, ain't neither one of them just gonna shoot you out the game. That's not true. That true. I, I'll take what Zach said because he he Philly is his team, so I will listen to what he said. But no, nah, and B, B can't shoot though. Yeah, he's not a good shooter though. That's, that's a that's a crazy misconception, but he really doesn't shoot but, the ball well. But but I will say his his mid range shot is better though. Like and B definitely make a mid range shot. No, but in B, but I'm made. saying my thing is though. Look, look, yes. not, that's a, and that's a, that's what I'm saying. That's a that's an outside shot. If if Giannis can make an outside shot consistently, even the mid range, the game would be changed completely. No, I'm saying to you is this, bro. I think that if the Bucks can just, I mean, obviously they play defense, but also too, they use Giannis as a pick and roll threat and the guy that's literally getting to the basket without dribbling the ball. I do think it changes the whole dynamic of how you have to look at them. I mean, maybe not. I could be wrong. Well, then are Drew we'll and Chris we'll dynamic see. enough? Huh? Or then are and then then are Chris and Drew dynamic enough to be on the perimeter and when you and, and take you to the promised land where you need to be at? I think I think I think Chris Milton has shown over the last couple of years that he's one of the best perimeter scorers in the entire NBA. I'm not saying he's a bum. He's not a superstar. Bro, get off <laughs> Chris Milton, bro. Oh he, he's not, he's he, like he's a nice all he's a, a nice, you know. He's a star. He ain't an all-star player. But he's not a superstar. He's a star. Drew Holiday also, too, bro. Drew Holiday just looks so good on this team, bro. It's pretty crazy. We also, hey, respectfully, we don't want to hear anything about the regular season with the Bucs. <laughs> all right, last thing, last thing, last thing, I'm done with them. Bobby Portis, a.k.a. Underdog. I think I think the biggest thing for the Bucks, for real, for real, is the fact that they've pretty much abandoned the whole like we need another center on the team. The only real center is Brooke Lopez. Other than that, Bobby Porter plays the five, and Giannis plays the five, and they get a lot of shots up. They play really fast, and we'll see what happens, bro. Oh, yeah. I do it's think like that they'll run through the Nets. I do think they'll run through the Celtics. I do think they'll run through anybody in the East not named the Heat over the Sixers. So matchups are going to be very important in uh, this year's playoffs. So we'll see. Um. Pretenders, pretenders, pretenders. Uh, real quick, is we can keep this a little quicker. Real quick, uh, any team that's in the top that you think is a joke. So I'm going to go ahead. Top and four. Just, uh, top four each conference. The Jazz. <laughs> jazz. <laughs> Who you got, Dre? I mean, John, the Jazz are just an obvious and easy pick. 
<laughs> but I, I, I don't roll with Chris. I mean, it's a lot of pretenders, though. But the Jazz are easy per, person to pick on. So uh, I'm going to go with the Celtics. Is that? That's disrespectful. He's been talking shit on the for three years. So hold on. So the team has to be in the top four currently to be a pretender? Or just one of the top teams. Yeah. I mean, if you want to say like uh, a team like, I don't know, like other <laughs> Rockets in the top, but in general, like a, a really good team, bro. Don't say anybody that's like. Okay. So I guess like a, team the top, a team in the top four that's a pretender is the Pacers in the East. But if if the little bit wider oh, as far as, anyway. <laughs> You're cutting out, but all right, Pacers. Uh, real quick. Uh, did you hear me? No, did you, did you hear my whole statement? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. What'd you say? I was going to say, as far as like a narrative based decision, I would say the Nets. Like, they're not. Oh, that's a hot take. Shout out to Drake. <laughs> I'm just going to say, uh, we can get to your thing. I'm going to get this out of the way real quick. Celtics, uh, only as I put them there is the fact that they're the thinnest good team in the league. Jalen Brown and Tatum are literally carrying these guys. They needed a award for that. They made them look way better than they actually are. Uh, they got guys like Pete Rabbit. Oh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Out, bro. What does that Gilbert's even out. mean? Their two best players are playing well, so that makes them look better than they really are. What does that mean? They're, no, they're no, no, bro. No, no, Jalen Brown is the best player in the league right now. Jalen Brown is the best player in the league right now. Jalen Brown is playing better than anyone else in the league right now. Oh, he's hoping, and it's beautiful to see. He's shooting 70%. Nah, it's, true it's, shooting, not, bro. it's not that anymore. It was, but it's not that anymore. It's okay, like I was just uh, saying they're propping them up like crazy right now. That's my yeah, only and point. They, and they also, but they also have an all-star point guard who's not even who has. Thank you, thank you, Chris. Like, but here's my thing, bro. Kim Walker's knee has been a problem for years now, and it keeps getting worse. So I can't. Just now he and, now, and guess what? Right now, the way they're playing, he don't have to be the one. He don't have to be the two. He can come back and just flow. If Kim was your third option, you got a chance. Absolutely. All right, all right, all right. But are they the thinnest team on the top out of anybody? You want me to say oh, yes? Because the Jazz are. <laughs> all right, bro. Okay. You already said yourself. The Jazz are not a real team. The Celtics are a real team. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the Celtics are literally running Tristan Thompson out there. Like, he's the answer to their center problems. I'm sorry. Also, oh, oh, now Tristan's a bum? Now, he's now a good player. Huh? He's a good player, but I'm not. No, no. We're better no. with Aaron Baines, to be honest with you. But, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> jazz, what are you gonna say about the jazz real quick? <laughs> you talking about me? Yeah, any one of you you two picked the same they're team. Real, they're not a real uh they're not a, a contender. Donovan Mitchell is not good enough to lead this this particular team to the championship. Gobert league. sucks. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I see what Shaq said about Gobert. What'd he say? If you oh, man. You he didn't hear kid. all yeah, they went back and forth a couple times. Yeah, they did. He said, kids, if you grow up and average eleven and nine, oh. you can get paid two hundred million dollars like Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> And then he said, yeah. I would have had 47 and 6 by third quarter, and Gobert would have had 11, 9, and 6 fouls in the third quarter. <laughs> he said, We were playing back in the day, bro. And, bro, and it, it was so funny because all of it was true. Like, oh, yeah, his numbers are so inflated, bro. Like, if you really watch what he's doing out there, bro, it's not a lot. He's just kind of being big and tall, and they kind of funnel like defenders into him, kind of. Like, Jazz, Jazz got pigeonholed at that game because he's the defensive player of the year, which he legitimately is a defensive player of the year because Giannis shouldn't have won it, but AD should have won it last year. But conversation for another day. Um, but, False. Right, but anyways. Whoa. Anyway, because uh, well, I mean, we, we've seen what happened to Giannis, we, and we see what happened with, with AD. So tell them two different worlds, honestly. Uh, anyway. What, do you mean, what happened to Giannis? He was crashed <laughs> on defense. 
and trash on offense. Mm, interesting. <laughs> did you not see? Did you not watch uh, the playoffs last year? I don't think he was trash on defense. He wasn't. He wasn't good enough. He wasn't defensive player of the year. Yeah, no, he he definitely didn't even look close to. It's it. also a regular season award though. During the regular season, they had a crazy defense. So did the Lakers. Yeah, they had a crazy record too, and got their ass put the fuck out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> respectfully, of course. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Gobert, I don't believe in. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is not quite good enough. Um, they tried the Mike County experiment. I don't think it's going that well. Oh, bro, what ha- like he was good with the Grizzlies, and yeah. then like. I think I think we saw that he on the Grizzlies was uh, inflated. He wasn't good. If you go back and really watch, bro, he's known for disappearing. He will always have a stretch where he looked good. But Conley, his whole career, bro, has been overrated by, like, Grizzlies fans. And, like, yeah. he's been a guy that the media loves, but he's not that good. Honestly, the Jazz should have rolled the dice on Drew Holiday. That would have been a way better pick and an investment of money. Um, he's a Drew Holiday's not dynamic, though, Dre. He's a what? He's, Drew Holiday's not dynamic, though. He's, a, he's okay. That's what I'm saying. But they – like, and that's what Mike Conley – like – Drew Holiday is a better Mike Conley. And this is, he's everything Mike Conley is supposed to be. Like a two-way player who can get a bucket, calm down the offense, someone who can handle the ball off out of the Mitchell, doesn't really need the ball to be effective. Drew Holiday was a perfect prototype. They tried it with Mike Conley, paid him a lot of money and failed. So uh, I do like their bench, though. Uh, I like their depth, but it's not good enough. They, to they, need, an, they need another star, like yeah. offensive star. Right. Really like a Zach Levine or something like that? Like somebody that'd, be, just, I, that'd be nice. That'd be interesting. They need a wing, bro. They need somebody that's like six seven. Zach Levine is six three, six four, dude. He's listed at six six. No, he is he really? <laughs> yeah, he's listed at six six. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, but like Zach Levine would be good, man. Instant torch, you know, a sniper can go get a bucket. Uh, I even like Jordan Fox on the bench. Like I like their bench, but they don't have enough to kind of get there. So, but I mean, I feel like Zach Levine is story, not listed at six. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't have enough. He's listed at six six. Yeah, he is. You're right. He is. I mean, Bro, does he feel six six though? Yeah, he's, he's like That's he's like six. Mean. He's like six four on two K. I swear to God, <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely at least six five in real life. At least yeah, at six five in real life, but he's he's listed at six six. Oh, okay, okay. No, yeah, bro. Like the Jazz though, I feel bad for Donovan Mitchell, bro. Because look, he has to do way way too much every night. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> like he did. Like didn't he come in as like a defensive guy almost? Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. When he came in, he was projected to have defensive potential, but now, like, he, yeah, he, he was. He didn't even get to try because he, he, he has way too much responsibility on offense. We don't right. even see. Right. I mean, but he was definitely a bucket at Louisville. I don't want to just. Well, yeah, but he also came in with some pretty solid defensive potential. Bro, yeah. that's yeah. why he that's why he got drafted at like thirteen. If they thought he was like he had long arms for his yeah. height, like they thought he was going to be like could score and also lock up, and then he just. I will say though. I will say though. Donovan Mitchell's vision is pretty bad, though. Because there are times, I will admit, that to Rudy Gobert, for his defense, he is open a lot on the rows. Donovan Mitchell never hits him on the row. It's kind of bad sometimes. But Donovan I mean, Mitchell's a two who's just yeah. happens to be the height of a point guard. But he's he's a shooting guard, bro. He's not I get that. I get that. I'm just saying, like, bro, somebody handles the ball that much, sometimes you do have to kind of, like, you know. And that's why they brought in Conley with that expectation. It just didn't work. So. He just sucks, so it's just that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zach, who'd you say? The Pacers, right? Michael yeah. Brogdon is having a crazy year. Good job, Bucks. My take, about, uh, uh, my take, I'm, I'm going to do this. Sabonis, too. Sabonis is hooping, too. Monster. I like Sabonis. I like Sabonis. I'm going to do this quickly here. Uh, but, yeah, I just think the Pacers, I think they're cool. 
they just don't have enough juice to seriously be a contender in the West. I mean, the East, like, they won't get to a conference final, nothing like that. But, yeah, they're playing decent right now. But they're technically a top-four team, and in my opinion, they don't have enough talent on the roster to compete with your Bucks, Sixers, Celtics. They probably could beat the Nets, though. But yeah. they have they have a bunch of like oh friends, God, this is level guys, but not top end talent. No, I, no, I'm I'm, I'm going the Pacers are a team that I think would definitely the Pacers Pacers or the Heat are a team that definitely would would beat the the Nets. So I can see just it happening because they're gonna play hard. They're gonna Every get day. after it. Hey, but so I, I take them for granted. I, need, I ain't gonna give you the Pacers though. I the Heat look worse this year though. Am I tripping? No, oh, they do. That's because Jimmy Butler is in the fucking all world. All NBA It was players. the bubble. <laughs> yeah. It's not bubble. I mean, not bubble Butler anymore. He just fell back to earth and being a normal star, not even an all star, just a normal star. Bam, top. too, bro. Like Bam is really good, great player. But I do think the media with him and Tyler Hero kind of, you know, they really ran with that. <laughs> bro, random but applicable. If the Jazz found a way to get Brandon Ingram, that would be crazy. But continue. Because Ingram and Zion don't fit, bro. Like, I don't know. They're both who – it's not even them two, but it's, like, one of those things where I think – I think if they were to move Ingram and just completely reset, like, with Zion's age, it wouldn't be why the worst thing they? in the world. But why would they? I'm being real. Like, Brandon Ingram is better. He looks like he's going to be better. I know he's older. But why – like, I, I, Zion Finally. doesn't he's look – No, Zion's putting up, like, 25 points per game right now, I think. So is Brandon Ingram. Yeah, it's I get that. Crazy. But he listen, is, he is. And Brandon like, Ingram's taking the next step as far as being a playmaker, too. Yeah, I was saying, yeah. Brandon Ingram has so much value. You can get, you can get a Any, King's Ransom. Almost anything. Almost anything. I mean, they literally got AD for Brandon Ingram. So, I mean, look at that. But um, – Also, stat, stat check, Zion is averaging 22. 22, okay. 22 and 8. Okay. But the Pelicans are like the Nuggets early on with a whole bunch of talent where they didn't know quite how it would morph, but it can morph into a playoff team. So, I would just keep them together and figure out, like, how it – plays out, and then add the appropriate pieces when necessary. And they got stupid picks to play with, so you don't have to trade nobody. You can just trade picks. Stay <laughs> uh, the course. I got something else about the Pacers, but I'm going to save it for my heat check. Uh, I will say real quick, though, that uh, the Pacers, in terms of beating like the Nets or somebody like that, awesome. a guy like TJ Warren, that's where that hurts, because they need like one more of the guy that could just score the ball a little bit more, I think, because Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant are about to go stupid when it comes to playoff time. They're going to need a lot of points. Oh, for sure. And Karis. Uh, is OD, though. Karis, uh, I don't know. <laughs> is, uh, he just yeah. needs enough. Like, he doesn't even need a crazy game or a crazy, like, he doesn't need a crazy series. He just needs a crazy couple games. And it's a wrap. He needs to relax, though. He needs to relax. He's a good player. But he just presses a lot, though. You can tell he's really trying to, like, show out. Because he want to be a starter. You know what I'm saying? He said, I'm a bucket. I'll be a starter <laughs> on any other team. So, I'll I'll be, it's a cool start for <laughs> All right, the heat check. Last thing for the night, we can get out of here. Uh, just one player. Oh, we had more than that, real quick. Uh, let's do heat check. Just one player that's been showing out. Uh, keep it super brief, super, super brief. Okay. So, for me, uh, I was going to say Gordon Hayward. I wanted to show him some love. Uh, I think I understand more why he wanted to get out now. On the, on the Hornets, where he has the ball a lot, it's kind of like the number one option. I mean, what? 20 points, 18 points, 44 points, 26 points. Had a flop with the 13, but they got the win against the Hawks. Trey Young and them, that was – we'll talk about that a different day. That was crazy. Trey Young took, like, nine shots. I don't know what was up with that. Actually, I do. He was beefing with the coach or something, but anyways. Uh, 
And then he had 34 the other night. So I just want to shout out Gordon Hayward, uh, $120 million. Uh, Yeah, he's helping them out a lot. He's fitting good with Lonzo. I mean, LaMelo. It's been a good culture over there. Everybody's happy. Uh, not going to make the playoffs, but, you know, he's getting buckets right now. So good for him. Anybody else got some heat checks? Some guys hooping right now you want to shout out? Real quick, I know what it is, man. I see the STL on there. Brad Bill, man. Quit distracting my guy like he's not an all-star, bro. He's been he's hooping. He's so hoop. You know what I'm saying? He's an all-star, and he ain't get COVID talking to uh, Jason Tatum, bro. How you know? Who you know built like that, bro? Only them little boys, you know what I'm saying? Talk talk to people who got COVID in the same room, still walk out icy, you feel me? Shout out to <laughs> Brad Bill, and he's COVID-free. He's a dog, uh, Chris. <laughs> Zach's favorite player, and Julius Randle. <laughs> I'm gonna say it, bro. They do, listen, man. Hey, bro, look at 23, 11, and 7 on 50% from the field, 37 from three. He's hooping. Like there's no there's no way around it. He's he's fucking hooping. It doesn't matter on a bad team because the efficiency's there. Man is hooping. Like when they lose, he's still balling out. It looks like a good <laughs> they got him at the point forward almost. And he's dropping dimes. But hey, listen. Not dimes. He, but he hooping. He played against somebody at 36. He looked like Beasley out there. I'm trying to tell you. I'm a jab and pull up on it. <laughs> Not Beasley. Okay. I'll get your point. Oh, cool. Bro, these, are, these are Larry Bird's stats, like right here. 23, 12, and 7. All right, Bird type shit. all right, all right. Zach. Not, obviously not the same player, but the stats. My heat check pass the ball. Be... Pass the ball, Zach. <laughs> My heat checks, uh, Bradley Bill as well. He gave the Sixers like – or was it – yeah, he gave the Sixers like 60, so – <laughs> he's got my he's got my vote. He gave Danny Green sixty, so shout out to my Lakers fans. You were right. <laughs> Have fun with him, bro. By the way. Bro, we start petition <laughs> in St. Louis to get him out of Washington. This is disrespectful. Thanks. It's disgusting. It's bad for the league. Like, bro, he's he's the second best shooting guard in the league. It's not really close. Like, we need to get him on a winning situation, bro. Okay, but we, talked, we talked about this when he signed that contract. We said that it, it was gonna be fault. eventually. It's his fault. Yeah, but I will say <laughs> he wants the bread. Though. Hey, real quick, package Carusco, uh, <laughs> no, for Brad Bill, make it not get it done. Uh, <laughs> hey, I almost said she's Zach Levine because while Bradley Bill is the second best, Zach Levine is looking like a complete dog with the Bulls, bro. Money. Uh, all right, last thing, scouting report. Just you know, hot take. Just something you're gonna predict. Put it in the air, and we'll we'll come back to some of these. I'm gonna write a lot of these down, so uh, I can kick it off. Uh, actually, somebody else go because I had to pull something up real quick. Uh, I got it. Yeah, y'all know what it is, man. It's your favorite host, um, bro. James Harden he said, "I'm tired of Houston, bro." He said, "I'm gonna go to that yay area." Shout out to my boy Drake. Yay area. <laughs> James Wiseman, two first, and Andrew Iso Wiggins for my boy James Harden, man. Have him out for the first year. If he don't do his thing, you know what I'm saying? Ship him out of there, but he still got one year left on his contract. If he balling and Clay come back a half a man that he is, hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he comes back full, 100% healthy. But if he doesn't, ship him up out of there. You feel me? Okay. Just, just tell, hear me, tell me if I'm wrong now, but if I'm the Rockets, why do I do I want James Wiseman as the centerpiece for that? I mean, yeah, I said I saw – Because they have Christian Wood. I mean, I mean, obviously the, the age is different, but Christian is still wait twenty five. So. No, no. If he goes, to, if he goes to the Warriors, the whole idea would be the fact that the Timberwolves are so bad, right? That you can get an elite pick, and then the Warriors are going to give up all their future picks, and then you give a Wiseman and Wiggins, and basically what the Heat Rockets are saying is 
we're going to trade everybody else too. So that means we're going to trade Christian Wood and all those other guys to get picks and picks and picks. Because in 2022, we have the double draft with high school players. Monty Bates, Victor Womanyamba from France. There's a lot. I mean, it's probably the best draft since. I mean, it's one of the best drafts I've ever seen, to be honest with you. There's just so many guys. So basically, just loading up on picks if you're the Rockets. That's like that's probably Dre's argument. I yeah, would you're say. pressing the ultimate reset is what I'm saying. Especially if you get rid of Harden, like what are you playing for at that point? So yeah, so you trade everybody else, Eric Gordon, all yeah. of them. Yeah, facts. So that's what I'm saying. So your hot take, your hot take is that Harden's on the Warriors. But it's not a hot take, you know what I'm saying? But yes, yes. I mean, if you want to call it a hot take, get Harden <laughs> up out of there. You know what I'm saying? The Warriors need some firepower. They can legit compete for a championship if they got Harden and stuff. And Draymond, right. like I, I like, I like that against anybody. To be honest with you, I like the I like the Zach Levine trade that that Shock brought up the other day. Yeah, it's too mild, bro. It's too mild to be a hot take, bro. It was too it's, mild, bro. It makes way too much sense. Is that why? It's too mild, bro. It, it makes a lot of sense. I want Zach Levine on the Lakers. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's why. Yeah, it That's makes. Why. A lot it's of never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> he said he wanted. To, he said he wanted to play with LeBron. Yeah, he said he wanted to if they shipped out Oubre in the first, bro, like Zach Levine fits for Clay Thompson them so well, just because I think Clay is not going to have the lateral quickness to really guard twos and ones anymore. Play him at the three, he's six seven. Exactly. So Levine plays the two. Yeah, Wings at the four. Draymond at the five. Out. Harden at the two and one. With Steph, you know what I'm saying? You can still have Clay right there. Imagine, like, okay, I'm just imagine this lineup though, bro. Steph, Harden. Clay. That's it. I don't care who else you put out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I don't care who else you put out there. That's crazy, bro. KD. That's, that's a watered-down KD pick. Like Not that much of a follow. It's a more it's more obnoxious, though, because Harden's going to go out there and act a fool, bro, with these guys. <laughs> like, it's going to get crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I still like it, though. Like, that's a contender at the very least. I don't know if they're better than the Lakers. I know they're not better than the Lakers, but they're a contender for sure. They're scared of Lakers. <laughs> But they shoot so well that any given night they could beat the Lakers. I mean, they That's put together three games, bro. You look at the ultimate Ooh. wild card. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like if, if Harden goes off and Steph, who do you double team? Who do you blitz? And then you still got Clay over there. Like, <laughs> come on, man. That's 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 disgusting. That's all I'm saying. So I'm saying, people, listen. Come on, I can be a GM. <laughs> all right, Chris. Real quick, what you got? Any hot takes? Any scout reports? If you want more time, I got one ready. Yeah, let me get some, let me get more time. Ooh. I don't want to take the one that you said, but I but I'm Ooh, really I've really been looking at that, that Zach Levine thing. Ooh. Oh, you can talk about it. Uh, yeah. I just want to say real quick, Miles Turner is averaging four blocks per game right now. Uh, the the closest to that was I think a couple years ago. I think like Gobert had like two point five or something like that. The last time somebody had four blocks per game was the Kimbe Matumbo yeah. <laughs> in 1995. My prediction is Zach Levine. I mean, Miles Turner will finish the season with four blocks per game. No. <laughs> that's that's hey look that also goes to the point that the Pacers are balling right now and I guess keeping them together Sabonis and him is working because Miles Turner is lighting up from three as well so hey we'll see Chris <laughs> I'm, gonna touch, I'm gonna just touch on that on that Pacers uh, Pacers point I don't think anybody's really playing over their head necessarily like two like or in more than one aspect I think Sabonis can keep this up I mean he's having he's having twenty two. It's like what five a five point increase from last year, but he, I mean he's definitely getting more opportunity. I feel like, but I don't know. I, I I'll stick for the scouting report. I'll stick to I'll just say Zach Levine won't finish the year on the Bulls. Yeah, that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. I don't that's know where. 
I would love to. I would love to see the Warriors. <laughs> Still, Dre. I don't really care what Dre's talking about. I don't even remember what his hot take even was. But uh, you know what it was, bro. And when well, it happened, they'll be, be beating down my door. Well, oh, I knew it, bro. I knew it, bro. You must be an insider. You must be working with Stephen A. Woes. I'm like, nah, bro. That's a Dre bomb. You feel me? Nah, but yeah, Zach Levine won't finish the year on the Bulls. He's gonna he's gonna get shipped to a contender. To Lakers. A Okay. Okay. Wherever he goes, will will end up being a contender. How about that? Because I don't have the words as a contender right now. But if they get Zach Levine, they'll be in the mix. Get Gasol up out of there, baby. Hey, the Nets can just double down offense and say completely f defense and go get Zach Levine. <laughs> say, look it, we're gonna try to outscore everybody. We don't care. Y'all can have points, whatever. We can hit a three. Hey, you hit twos. Another hot take is that buyout market is really gonna determine this with the landscape of this year. Like yeah, I can see how that. How many plays buyout target will really change the whole scope of the year? There's so many teams that are almost there, they're just like a, con- a piece away. Their buyout market is going to be so pivotal this year. Such as? Well, first of all, the Lakers. Besides the Clippers. Uh, get Marcus Hall up out of there. We have 14 <laughs> spots. We have no, pit- Marcus Hall is not the problem. The problem yeah. is guys like Markeith, bro. Markeith, I'm telling I you, bro. Markeith shouldn't be playing. Uh, I don't even know. Marquise too many minutes. Yeah, way, way too many minutes. That's because Kuzma's a dud. He's so inconsistent that you really don't know what you're getting. So that's oh, like, I forgot Kuzma's even on the team. Bro, I swear. Yeah, kind of, kind of. He been hooping kind of. Um, yeah, but I'm talking about, man, like, like defensive well. stoppers for, like, Brooklyn. Uh, the Mavs are a piece away, I really feel like, for being, like, making some serious noise. Uh, obviously, the Clippers are going to be on the hunt. They're probably going to look for more of a floor general type of guard. We're going to a lot of, you know, it's a lot of key pieces that could, like, be gone. Like, George Hill won't finish the year in OKC. Al yeah. Horford probably won't finish the year in OKC. Trevor Reason won't probably won't finish the year in OKC. There's a lot of people that you should be on the lookout for. Like Hassan Whiteside probably won't finish the year with Sacramento. So it's like it's a lot of you know people who can really change the landscape. Because I feel like a Whiteside move to the Lakers really changed that whole dynamic. You said who in Sacramento? Whiteside. Nothing about the second round, bro. Uh. <laughs> bro, you definitely said Whiteside. Yeah. Right out. <laughs> Hey, hey, all right, all right. Before we got here, though, I do want to get y'all one more hot take. Uh, I think the Raptors going to have to blow it up, bro. They <laughs> about one more week. That ain't a hot take. To, hey, <laughs> reset. <laughs> Kyle Lowry to Philly, bro. That's oh, nasty. Two, they're, two, they're two and eight. <laughs> nah, oh, there's the They have they're actually a good name. Fat boy Larry. Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> they're all close losses, too. That kind of sucks. They've been losing a lot of, like, two-point games. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. Uh. It's been the League of NBA Pod. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the League NBA Pod. We've been posting a little bit more regularly there. Um, also, I mean, you guys can see it, but if you're listening to the audio version, you can go to YouTube at uh, Rise Network R One One S E Network, where you can watch the full video episodes. We also have segments so you can listen to the whole thing. Um, and yeah, man, it's been a good episode. Also, too, social media. When we post things, you guys can respond. We talk back, all that stuff. And, yeah, it's been a League of NBA pod. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.